everyone, Dave and Jeff doing the second podcast of the week. It's December 12th, almost Christmas. I haven't done one bit of Christmas shopping. No, I've done a little bit, um, which is fun. That'd be really good. Yeah, it, and you know what's great this year? And then, you know what, Aiden, you fucking dick, I'll tell you a story <laughs> right at the top, you big crap. Are you going to tell it at the top? It's, yeah. But it wasn't a Christmas story, it was a New Year's Eve story. It's a New Year's Eve story, but he, he you He's know. dying for it. It is my favorite all-time story. I've known you... 25 years, it's my favorite story. Yeah, it's a New Year's Eve story, which we should probably hold it, but we'll fucking forget, and then we'll tell it in March, <laughs> and it'll be shit. So we'll tell it tonight. But, Dave, I was saying the other day, it's been great. It's been really fun for me this year because my sons um, have made some money for grades and birthdays. And cool. This weekend, they're helping out watching kids, and they are... Do you pay them for grades? Yeah. Have actually, you guys always done it that way? No, but this year, they, dude, I don't know what happened to these guys. They were such morons in sixth grade. They had completely fallen off, right? And so I think their mom was like, well, this is easy. They tanked in sixth grade. They're going <laughs> to fall right on their face in seventh grade. And so she's really doing it. Credit to her, but I told her I'd help out. Um, but yeah, they're making a little money, and, and kudos to those guys, man. They're in sixth uh, one guy's got five A's and a B, and the other guy's got four A's and two B's. That's really good. So they're Do doing they make right. any money for a C? Uh, no, but they like the fact that I tell them that if I got a C, my mom took me to dinner. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> they think that's good. But they're really invested. They are picking out things for each other. They got things for their mom. They've been buying things for me. Cool. And I said to him, so we kind of went over it the other day, and I go, okay, tell me who's on your guest list. Because, and they said, well, you and mom, and then we're buying for each other. And I go, that's it, right? No grandmas? Uh, no, I'll help them with that. Okay. I, I, I don't want to. And they, I told them, you know, their mom will help them with her parents, and I'll help them with mine. But just from their money. And because I said, look, here's what happens, right? You guys are 12. You spend money on a friend or a buddy, and then they don't get you anything. Yeah. And look, I told him, I know this is the complete wrong way of thinking, but it's the truth. In two weeks, you're going to be going, God damn, I spent <laughs> 20 bucks on Tommy, and he didn't give me shit. And now we aren't even friends anymore. Yeah. Down the line. Yeah, what the fuck? I'm not friends with Tommy. Yeah, his bike sucks. Yeah. How many guys are you still friends with from seventh grade? Not many. None. Yeah. That's what I told him. So I said, look. They sent, uh, they set a budget for everybody at somewhere between thirty and forty dollars. Wow! So they're going to spend thirty to forty dollars for me, for their mom, and for their brother. That's very nice, and it's great. And so uh, that's what's made it really, really fun this year. But I've got a little bit done. I mean, I've got some done for them, a little bit done for their mom, but I don't have a huge, extensive list, which is good. Yeah. So. I think we just get to a certain point, right? Where, goddamn, more. I mean, you kind of say it tongue in cheek, but I think anybody who listens to the show, I'm just goddamn happy that a lot of people <laughs> close to me are still up and walking around. <laughs> Fuck. That's all I need. Just stay upright. If you're going to die, die sometime in February. It's Rob like, President's Day. I got a three day weekend. Who was it that used to tell us all the time, I'm still walking? Uh, Jerry McGee. Exactly. Now, the late, great Jerry McGee. Now you just realize all your friends are like the same age as what Jerry McGee yeah, used to be. Yeah, they're all. They're all that age. <laughs> Let me do this really quick for Aiden and so we can get the fuck out of the way. 
Uh, New Year's Eve is coming up, right? What did you say the date is today? Today is December 12th. December 12th. So we are 19 days away. But because Aiden's pushy as shit, uh, we'll tell this story today. So I was probably about 17. Yeah. At a New Year's Eve party in Encinitas with my buddy Boom. And we decided that we were going to start crank calling people on New Year's Eve. So we're having a few beers and it's old school, right? No star 69 or no caller ID. You could just pick up and call the phone or call people. So again, we're in Encinitas and it's probably, gosh, I don't know. I got to figure it's 10, 1030 on New Year's Eve. And, uh, we call this guy, we just call local incendiaries yeah. number, like 760-942-something. And this guy answers the phone. Hello? And it's me. And I go, hey, who's this? Well, this is Jerry. And I go, Jerry, I have one question for you. What is your favorite radio station? And he says, uh, oh, man. B100. So it didn't matter what his answer was going to be. It didn't matter. It yeah. could have been KCBQ, KFMB, yeah. anything. And I said, Jerry, I have to tell you, we are calling. We are at the Bahia Hotel, and we are live at the B100 New Year's Eve party. Your answer is the right answer. And I said, Jerry, what are you wearing right now? And he goes, oh, Man, and I'm telling you guys, this is a 100% true story. He goes, uh, it's late. I just have a bathrobe on in my pajamas. I said, hold it right there. Jerry, can you get to the Bahia Hotel? And he goes, well, yeah. I go, if you come down to the Bahia Hotel tonight, right now, in those pajamas and that bathrobe, Jerry, I'm going to give you five hundred dollars and the next thing you heard from jerry was i'm coming (laughs) and then people often say well what happened next i'm like well i hung up (laughs) went back to the party (laughs) like fuck what do you think happened that asshole ran into the b hotel yeah i didn't race like a slap dick yeah. Saying, where's my money and where's the party? Yeah, I didn't race down there to give yeah. Jerry 500 bucks. There were Bartles and James that needed to be cleared out. And so <laughs> over the years, I have thought about this story. Dave, and you're exactly right. Yes. Now, 500 bucks, this is a while ago. Yeah. I mean, if somebody offers you 500 tonight, you're feeling pretty good. Dude, I don't take my shoes off for $500. Does you and Jeff Stryker. <laughs> so my buddy Boom and I have conversed about this and gone over this like this Zapruder tape. Yes. The first question is, we often will say, do you think he actually went? We're 100% convinced he went. Of course he did. Now, from Encinitas to the Bahia Hotel, that's a pain in the ass. Yes, you're looking at at least 25, 30-minute drive. Well, it might be even a little longer, Dave, because if you think of where the Bahia is, it's kind of in that Mission Beach. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you got to get over... You probably have to pay to park, right? It's probably closer to 40, depending on where he is. If he's in Olivenhine or Lucadia, it's not easy to get to the five. Does he have, this is what I ask Boom all the time. Yes. 
at any point during that drive down, does he have shaky hand? Does he have shaky hand when he's going to start the car? He is is smiling and he's thinking what he's going to do with the money. He is so excited thinking, oh my gosh, I got 500 bucks. The new year is off and running. Yeah. I'm buying Padre tickets. Yeah. I'm going on a trip. I'm going to invest it in a stock, whatever. He's making his list of what he's going to do with that money that he wasn't expecting 10 minutes ago. Correct. And now he gets to the Bahia. And the way I remember it is, I think you have to pay to park. So you have to push the button and you pull that ticket and the arm swings up. And now he goes. And again, remember, the agreement was if you show up the way you are right now in your pajamas and your bathrobe, I'm going to give you five. Hundred dollars. I'm coming. Uh, I can hear it in my ear. Like I can hear him right now in my ear. So now from wherever you park at the Bahia, Boom and I have gone. I don't even, I think I've been in the Bahia one time after this. And the funny thing is like I went in there and I had no guilt at all. Of Of course not. None. Now you go in and there's somebody working there on a New Year's Eve, somebody who drew the short straw, exactly. right? Exactly. And Jerry walks in. You have to assume he's saying, where's the B-100 party? Yes, you're damn right. And they go, what? The B-100 party. I just got called. Uh, they owe me $500. This is the only Bahia, right? There's not another one in Chula Vista. No, we're the Bahia. <laughs> well, where's the B-100 party? Uh, there's no party here. Glidden Paint's having a party. Those f- fucking knuckleheads from ASI are in the next room. <laughs> there's no radio station here. And now Jerry's got to walk back to that car. Yeah. Realizing yeah. that some punk prick just you, just pranked him. You think he kicks a, a dent in his own door? He's so fucking mad. Well, he's probably got those big oversized slippers on. Like Ralphie in Christmas Story. And now he's got to get back in the car and take his sad sack flat ass home to Encinitas. <laughs> you know he's not falling asleep. Fuck, no. Angry as shit. And now, here's my other question, which I don't know the answer to. I should. I don't know where it was day of the week yeah. or whatever. But on the next business day, is he calling and airing out B100? Yeah, I bet he is. So whoever's working reception. Dana Monroe. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> At that KFMV building? Yes. You know what you know what I think about is yeah. the saddest sack drive I've ever seen in my life was the movie Last American Virgin, where James, right. James Ingram just yeah. wants his plane. Yeah. And the credits start rolling. Yeah, but that kid's like 15. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, this motherfucker is driving home listening to James Ingram, too. Yeah. Thinking, this sucks. This was a horrible night. Right. Welcome New Year. Welcome New Year. Now, what if he's married? Even better. Because he's got to go in, and you know she thinks, you got that 500. Yeah. Don't you tell me this. Yeah. Or did she go with? Dude, she might have gone with. How great is that? Now, maybe she's in pajamas, too. We've never thought about that. We might have taken two people out with the blow dart. This is worse than, and this has never happened to me, but we all know the stories about knocking on the door with the flaming bag of dog shit. Yeah. This is worse than that. It might be. <laughs> it is the greatest story of yeah. all time. What are you wearing right now? And the thing is, knowing you, I know you didn't give two shits None. about what just happened within 10 seconds. None. 
Didn't even phase me. Just hung up and went right back. I don't even think we told anybody what we did. Like, I, I don't even think, like, Boom and I said, like, dude, we just have a guy fucking driving to the Bahia. We're just like, yeah. I don't even know that we thought it was that great. <laughs> See, just, if this was nowadays with the uh, cameras oh, on the phone, dead. well, you go shoot your ass down to the Bahia and you film the whole fucking thing and this oh, slap yeah. dick walking in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? You, you, it but would go viral. Would you'd, you'd get a shitload of hits, man, if you pulled that move off right now. Yeah. Oh, we my just, gosh. It's my again, favorite I, story of all time. I may have even been younger. I may have been like, I know it was at least 16. So yeah. I had to be, it had to be 16 or 17. But yeah, he was just like, we're like, what's your favorite radio station? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, B100. We are live. It's the B100 New Year's Eve party. Jerry, what are you wearing? <laughs> well, late. Bathrobe and pajamas. Jerry, listen to me. You come down to the Bahia Hotel in those pajamas and that bathrobe, and I'm going to give you $500 of coming. <laughs> yeah. And we just hung up. I just went back to drinking beers, shitty wine coolers, thinking we were cool. Yeah. Uh, trying to get Laura Daly to pay attention to us. Yeah, that's all we were doing. Man, I tell you, I love prank phone calls. I love when yeah. Stern does them. Oh, you yeah. Know? They're he, great. I mean, he, Stern usually actually has a staff of people that just do it. I love prank phone calls. I was never good at it. The bottom were always the corny ones. Call the bowling alley. Yeah. How much your balls weigh? You oh, know? That. Well, I used to do this move all the time when I was probably, I had to have been like 10th or 11th grade. And it was all landlines. Yeah. So I got my own landline. But my mom was such a dope. I would crank call my mom all the time. <laughs> Inside the house. Inside the house. Because I just thought it was so fun. Like, my buddies weren't over either. So I'd call, and, like, I'd be downstairs, and she'd be upstairs, and she'd answer. <laughs> Hello? Hey, is Jeff there? Oh, hang on. Let me check. Like, I'm her goddamn son. Like, I know my son's voices, right? Like, if my son's call, I know it's them. I don't need caller ID, and they're 12. But at 17 or 16, she had no clue. So she would yell downstairs, Jeff! Like, never once did she go, did you try his line? I'm on line. <laughs> Jeff! No, I don't know. <laughs> Motorcycle's here. I don't know where he is. Oh, who's this? <laughs> I'm sorry? Who's this? He didn't tell me he had a sister. God damn it. I'm doing stuff up here. I'm sorry, what? Ah! You hang she up get all mad? Yeah, all the time cussing at me. Their foul language. Like in 16 Candles. <laughs> God did not put me on this earth to listen to a foul mouth hooligan by the <laughs> likes of you. Yeah, it'd be great. We'd Craig call her all the time. Awesome. Awesome. All the time. Great. If it wasn't for caller ID, yeah, it'd oh be my perfect. Gosh. So yeah, there you go. That was it. I'm sorry I missed it for the other show, but yeah, that was. Oh fuck! I love that story. Yeah, that is true. so fucking so, great. I don't encourage any of you to do it. <laughs> I, I live with the guilt every night. Sure you do. What do you mean? I live with the guilt. Um, is it weird tonight, Dave? I'm driving down, and yeah. I have to say this: if you're a baseball fan and you have Sirius XM. God damn, this week has made me such a fan of Channel 89 
MLB Network Radio. I called you today to talk yeah. about it. They have all these guys that are former GMs that I have to tell you are pretty good on the radio. Yeah. From Jim Duquette, Jim Bowden, Steve Phillips, and these guys for the last four days in San Diego have had an insane... Derek Falvey from the Twins was just on. I was listening to that. Um, but is there a part of you today, as Falvey said, it was taped earlier today, he goes, man... Rule 5 draft just ended. Everybody's packing up and getting out of town. He goes, yeah, it's weird for the next couple of days, but we're back at it on Monday. Is there a part of you that kind of has that vibe like the circus left town and oh, yeah, knowing that MLB doubt. Network won't be live at the at the Hyatt anymore? Everything 100%. goes back well, to normal? Also, remember this is this was a great winter meeting. I it mean, there was really a lot was. of shit, and it didn't happen all on the same day. It was one major thing one day, one major thing Every the next day. day one, it was awesome. It was really one of the best ones, if not the best I've ever seen. I agree. It, it was it was really incredible for my my son Josh, who just recently jumped into the media and he was down there covering it every day. Mm -hmm. He was like, "Dude, this is pretty cool <laughs> that you come home from work and then your work is on TV." Yes. And I go, "There's no other jobs like this. There's no. an electricity about it. It's what we kind of spoke about about LA, which you guys freaked out about. But it was fun being the center of attention. That was my San point Diego about great too." San Diego always looks great, and everybody always loves the stuff that's here, whether it's the winter meetings, whether it's the All-Star game. Big events are always great. Mm -hmm. Super Bowl is always hit it out of the park. Same thing. It's uh, It was fantastic, and if you don't admit that it was great being a part of something big, you're lying. You're just no. saying that because you want to argue. That was awesome. Everybody was looking at what was going on here, and San Diego, of course, did great. That's what's so frustrating that we only have one major team in this entire city, mm -hmm. whereas... The other day, I was I was telling you, I was at the Laker game Sunday night. Mm -hmm. I'm watching the Lakers. I'm watching LeBron. I'm watching Anthony Davis. Dude, uh, what, a mile and a half up the road? Sunday night football yeah. is going on. The Rams are taking on the Seahawks. I leave Staples, and you're seeing all you're seeing is Laker jerseys and Rams jerseys walking the street. Crazy, right? It was a lot of fun. And you're yeah. going, man, this is what it should be like here. That was That's my anger with San Diego. We just let the circus leave permanently and that's that's what was frustrating this week was awesome you and i went down there on, on monday you went down there a couple days yes yeah, sunday monday but you and i uh obviously had a great time down there ran into people everywhere you looked you saw people and there was all 30 managers all 30 gms there's just people all over the place that you go i know that guy i know that yeah. face i know that guy it was really cool you and i heard from uh a few friends dave that went down over the couple of nights they had all said, hey, what's the feeling on autographs? And I go, really, as an adult, if you're a kid there, it's probably fine. I'd probably tell you don't do it as yeah. an adult. But the one thing that I saw from so many people were that all the baseball people feel like they took 10,000 selfies from GMs yeah. to players to coaches to broadcasters. Like it, it felt like the baseball people were in town were having as much as the fan, uh, having as much right. fun as the fans were having. Ken Rosenthal was a huge star. He was. You know, He's people great. wanted selfies with Rosenthal. But I mean, a nice guy. And all those guys were great. Yeah. All those guys were passing was cool. All those guys yeah. seemed to to be great. The only guy I saw, and I don't blame David Ross at all for this. You and I were walking right behind Ross. Yeah. Someone said, can I get a picture? And he was like, sure. But he kept walking. He didn't stop. And the guy's like, oh, well, I'm trying to get my fucking phone ready. The second these guys stop, oh, it goes on forever. for hours. So you, you do that in a hotel lobby, you understand they got work to do, too. It's a yeah. business trip for these guys. Do you know what nobody mentioned? When you look at what happened the last couple of days, like every day of the deal, when Strasburg and then Cole 
and then Rendon. The excitement of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all Boris guys. Yeah. And you heard all kinds of different people that were talking about the influence that Scott Boris has and what a difference this year was versus last year. You know, nobody, and I listened to a lot of radio, local and national, nobody mentioned the fact that the difference this year versus last year was this year Boris controlled the whole market. Yeah, I did. Last year, Dan Lozano represented Manny Machado. Yeah. And they were waiting for the other guy to go first, which delayed the movement on us. How does nobody say, well, yeah, the winter meetings are a lot more fun when it's just Scott Boris controlling the market. If Dan Lozano controlled Strasburg and Garrett Cole was controlled by Boris, we probably don't see those guys right. signing back-to-back -back nights. Call. You're right. And that needs to be pointed out. Yeah. It's a major difference. Like, they, A, they don't like each other. Yep. And B, they were trying to get, for Harper or Machado, the better deal. But when you're the only guy, shit moves a lot faster. Absolutely. And again, he was smart enough to set it up where deals wouldn't be made in the same day. He didn't take away the limelight right. from Cole and Strasburg in the same day. Let each guy have their day. And gave the Angels a chance to jump in and get a deal done. Yeah. And so I thought, man, I just, and kudos to the local guys. I love what iHeart's been doing the last couple of days, raising a ton of money for, for Rady's Children's Hospital. It meant they had to pull away from being. A, that was a shame. Yeah, it was kind of, but I mean, when you look at what they were doing. Yeah, of course, the cause is bigger than anything, but, but as far as sports it radio, tough. it was a shame. Um. But, you know, a couple of things I want to, before we jump off the winter meetings. Well, just one thing, Dave, I Go just ahead. wanted to say for the couple of days that Extra was down there to hear Vascursion, whether it was Jace Tingler, but Jeff Passan and the guys at 97.3. I loved yesterday, 97.3. Matt Dog Russo came and just hung out with those guys. Yeah. And, and what I got to hear, that was really fun. And then even today when they've been at the winter meetings, but Chris Mortensen, like Steve said, because look, man, it's been baseball all the time, but you get a chance to talk to more. Of course, you do it. I just thought for those guys, I was happy for both stations because I thought all the shows that I heard had really good shows from the meetings and then doing what they did for radio. They, they did. Really, they did. Really cool. I couldn't agree more. I thought they did a fantastic job. Um, is as far as the winter meetings and the guys where they ended up. Um, mm -hmm. Before the winter meetings, our prediction was on Cole. We said either Angels or Yankees. We mm -hmm. found out later on the Dodgers' offer was very close for Cole, which surprised me. I didn't think they were going to go all in on yeah. on Cole. Um, he obviously wanted to, to be a Yankee, which mm -hmm. was was interesting. Good for him. Um, at the same time, then we the next one we knew Strasburg was going to go back to mm -hmm. the Nationals. We said it on this show. I mean, we obviously have connections with the Nationals. We knew what was going to happen. Uh, Rendon surprised me. I thought Rendon was going to either the Dodgers or the Rangers, and then you find out the Dodgers never ever made an offer to Rendon. Isn't that funny? I thought they'd be in on it. Um, Rendon did not surprise me because Artie went and Billy Epler went with an open checkbook, and yeah. they had to. They did. Epler especially. Yes. Had to come out there with a big fish. Yes. And really, if you look at it, as desperately as the Angels need pitching, and whether that ends up being Corey Kluber, Dallas Keuchel, Bumgarner, Ryu, or any combination of those four guys, Epler may have done the smartest move for him. When you look at the money that Cole got, people can discuss that. When you look at Strasburg. But when you look at when Rendon getting the seven 
for uh, two forty-five right now. Considering everything he does, yep. what that means for Mike Trout, putting him in a lineup with Otani and Trout and Poolholds, and I think Dave last night, given again full credit to MLB Radio, I thought Jim Bowden made an insanely cool point last night about Anthony Rendon that I had not heard anybody else say. Uh, the point that Jim Bowden, former Reds and Nationals GM, made was the following. He said, Rendon is a very low-key guy. He's a very mellow guy. Uh, kind of felt like the way he was describing him, like Kawhi Leonard's yeah. personality. And he said, if he was to have gone to the Rangers, who are getting ready to move into a new ballpark, Rendon is on every billboard. He is on the schedule. He's on the media guide. He is the face of the franchise almost immediately. And that may not be what he wants to do. He wants to come down and contribute. When you go to the Angels, you do not have to carry that burden. No, not at all. You are a contributor. You are somebody that people are excited to see. But as for long as Mike Trout plays at the level he plays, then that pressure is off of your shoulders and he wears it proudly. And I go, God dang, man, that is really cool that Rendon could just come in and focus on continuing to be the solid defenseman with the incredible power bat that he brings to the Angels. You know, and I don't even know if Rendon is a top 10 athlete in the Los Angeles area. Oh, right. I mean, if you name the top 10 athletes in L.A., I don't know if Rendon makes the top 10, which is insane to say, but right now I've never seen so many stars that L.A. has. But he is so fun. And now oh, all he's of great. a sudden... He's great. Now all of a sudden you look at the Angels, and the Angels are a fun value for your dollar yeah and what do they do pitching wise do they get Bumgarner? do they go get keichel my guess would be that's who i would think they get i would love to see them go out obviously they had the worst starting pitching in baseball yeah. last year and then unfortunately one of their starters died during the season <coughs> right tyler skaggs they lose unfortunately yeah. in texas um they were saying um it, it's funny for me when i started following the angels closely you know i used to come back to los angeles to uh, and spend my summers, let's stay with my grandmother. And so we would watch the Angel games on Channel 5, Dodger games right. on 11. And the Angels in 82, okay? Mm -hmm. They didn't always have a lot of pitching, but you had Bob Boone catching. You had Rod right. Carew. You had Bobby Gritch. You had Doug DeSensei. Brian Downing. Brian Downing. Dan Ford. You know, Fred yeah. Lynn. You had these guys that was you go. Bostock on that team? And so and Bostock was gone by then. But you sit there. And Reggie Jackson. How can I miss oh, Reggie? Right. And you go, man, they had a shitload of offense. This team is starting to get a, a shitload of offense, where, as you said, they're exciting to watch. Where if the Padres are out of town and you go, hey, let's mm -hmm. watch a little American League baseball, you take your kids up the road and you watch an Angel game. Well, and the guy who, uh, Joe Adele, may be one of the favorites for Rookie of the Year. Yeah. So you bring a young guy in, too, and really exciting player. Although I heard last night. He could be traded for a pitcher. God, I'm, I don't believe that. I, I just don't believe the Angels would do that. That, to me... I you're not going to move him for Kluber. No, Kluber's uh, a big question mark on Kluber. Yeah, but all of a sudden now the feeling yeah. is with Mickey Calloway as your pitching coach, which is pretty big with Joe Madden, they feel pretty exciting. I I'd be shocked if they moved to Dell. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to watch. They were saying the one team when I was watching Major League Baseball Network today, the question that was asked, I thought it was interesting. Who bombed during the winter meetings? The baseball winter meetings, obviously this week. Which team came up short? And it was unanimous. The team that came up short was the Texas Rangers. And it's the Rangers, when you look at the Rangers who are getting a brand new ballpark opening up, as you said, you have to put, you know, rear ends in the seats and all the excitement and who you put on the front of the schedule. And 
uh, you talk Rangers baseball that a move wasn't made this week and still they could go out and end up with a Josh Donaldson or whatever. You yeah. never know what happens. But it, right now, the Rangers are the team that everyone is saying, man, what are they doing in Texas? Um, I'll I'll hold off on that before I panic. And again, I'm not a Ranger fan. I'm not I'm not a Ranger fan either. I just thought but, we know what it's like when you get a brand new ballpark. You want to sell season tickets. Yeah, I think the I think a lot of that heat would have gone on the Angels if they had not made the deal for Rendon. Yes. But I'll say this. I heard Preller say this, and I heard Derek Falvey say it tonight, too. And I think it's it's a pretty good point that, that needs to be noted. The point that they made is when you come to these meetings, you get the opportunity to talk with all the other teams. And you get kind of a feeling for where they're at. I thought the quote that Preller gave uh, and I'd give credit to where he said it. It may have just been in his media briefing, but he said it somewhere, and I thought it was really good. He said, man, you look at these reports, and we're apparently attached to everybody. And he said, what we do is, I want to talk to Dave and say, okay, tell me about your third baseman. Tell me about your second baseman, your shortstop. And he said, we may not have interest now, but that doesn't mean that we wouldn't have interest with that player down the road. And so it makes much more sense for our organization to ask you about five or six guys than just asking about one. But the point that he made going on was saying that a lot of times the start of the discussion happens here at the winter meetings and deals can be completed whether at the end of December, sometime in December or January. But at least it starts it off. And you know, Dave, the days of baseball deals being written on a cocktail napkin, old Jack McKeon style, those days are over, man. You got to do analytics. Look what happened with Tommy Pham. Yep. Took a handful of days because medical has to get involved. Everything else gets involved. So if I'm a Rangers fan, yeah, I'm probably a little disappointed tonight. But I don't know that I would panic. Uh, Rick Hahn from the White Sox said the same thing. He said, yeah, now we go back and we have a pretty good idea of what a lot of teams are trying to do. And now we can go back into our meeting room and kind of start putting stuff up on the whiteboard and say, hey, is there a potential match here? Is there a potential match there? Things that are a little easier to do than just what you can set up in your suite at the Hyatt. Yeah. Um, again, I was, I was happy to see it here. The, the Dodgers, uh, cause obviously the, the team, the Padres are, are facing, they weren't very active. I don't know how active a team like the Dodgers have to be. There was, uh, some interesting rumors that came out today. Cause everyone says the Dodgers aren't done is not only Lindor coming, yeah. but Clevenger coming. Well, I heard Nolan Arenado. And well, the Rockies came out and said, we aren't fucking trading him to the Dodgers. <laughs> you know, well, basically there's a better chance of him going to the angels which he's not going to the Angels either, yeah. but he's not going to the Dodgers. And the and if you're the Rockies, that makes a lot of sense to you. Why would you trade him inside your division where you have to look at him and your fan base loses their shit? He is he's so freaking good. I mean, Arenado arguably is the best offensive player in the game. Uh, here's exactly why you do it. If you're the Colorado Rockies, you do it because a the Dodgers aren't going to make you eat any of that contract. A lot of teams going around, even including a team like the Red Sox is going to make you pick up some of that money. The Dodgers aren't going to do it. The other reason why you do that, and I think this idea that you're going to isolate out any team, even a team in your own division, 
is because they have one of the deeper farm systems in baseball. So you start looking at it, you go, well, okay, we love Arenado, but kind of along the lines of what Steve Phillips said the other day, we feel like we've gotten the best out of him. And I'm sure he'll have many more productive years, but what he did for us was great. Now we have the financial flexibility that getting out from under that contract allows us, and we cherry-picked four prospects from the Dodgers. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. And so now we have four new cornerstone kind of building blocks, probably one or two at AAA and probably a double-A and a single-A. Make the blend any way you like it, and we're ready to move forward. I, I think, Dave, if you start saying, ah, we can't trade him to the Dodgers, I think you're doing yourself a great disservice. You know what's interesting? A year ago at this time, we were talking about Arenado, mm -hmm. and I was surprised by most, I should say, last offseason that he signed that big extension because the talk was when the Dodgers signed Justin Turner, they were trying to time everything out yeah. for when Arenado became a free agent, and the talk was Arenado wanted to be a Dodger. From mm -hmm. that area, wanted to be a Dodger. He signs a big extension. All of a sudden, it kind of threw a wrench into what the Dodgers were trying to do. It would be it would be interesting. The guy signed an eight-year contract last winter, and then one year into this new contract that the Rockies, who, remember, the year before had to play game 163 yeah. to see who won the division. Now, all of a sudden, they're one of the worst teams in baseball less than a year later. Well, what's, Ren, what's uh, Arenado thinking tonight? I yeah. thought you were committed to me. You're one year in, you're already ditching me? And, and if you're Arenado, I mean, I, I don't know what Arenado thinks, but if I'm Arenado, I'm like, I want to win at some point. Yeah. I already got the money, but I would like to fucking win. I don't want to do seasons like we just went through, this stunk. Yeah. And it, the, the Rockies are such a strange organization for the fact they finally had starting pitching where you go, hey, Freeland's good. Gray's good. Yeah. Gray's a fucking mess. Gray lost yeah. like fucking 80 pounds because – they say he was so fucking depressed. He uh, didn't want to pitch. He said he didn't even eat on game days because he was just fucking depressed. He didn't want to go out there anymore. Uh, let me ask you this. If you're a GM around baseball, yeah. Rendon signs for seven years, 245. Yep. Same contract that Strasburg got. Yep. yep. Seven years, 245. Assuming the numbers are relatively close, you can get two more years of Manny Machado for... 25 million more. Are you looking at that deal if you're any GM? The Marlins. Marlins got to make a move. Are you the Marlins going, man, now that we see how the market settled, I love this discussion. They were talking about the Bryce Harper deal for 13 yeah. years. The Machado deal now, 12 left on Harper, even with a full no trade. But looking at Machado today and going, well, you absolutely control him for nine years, 270. Doesn't he have an opt-out after four? Doesn't Machado have an opt-out? He might. He might. But I, as Phillips and Bowden, I'll give those guys credit. They're like, we love those deals. Because if you opt out, we got four great years from you, and now you're free to go. Good luck to you. We wish you anywhere. Pitcher or player. They go, go ahead. If you need to opt out, that means you've been crushing it. We're fine. Uh, if we're interested, like the Nationals, maybe we make a deal. But if not, we feel like we got four good years from you. Do you think, Dave, there's any GMs around baseball that now seeing what the market is for starting pitching, seeing what the market is for players, right? Whether it's Zach Wheeler yeah. or Cole or Strasburg or fucking uh, Kevin Gossman getting $9 million a year, right? Yeah. When you look at that, you go, well, shit. I don't know. Machado's going to be 27 years old. Do I make a play for Machado? I don't think anyone's ready to make a play for Machado outside of the White Sox right now. Oh. 
That, what about the, that? And the White Sox, to me, are going in the right direction, right? They just went and spent a shitload of money on Grundahl. They spent money on other guys they were trying to chase as well. The White Sox are trying to own the city of Chicago again. I know, obviously, it's always going to be a Cubs town, but the Cubs are doing interesting things where they're trying to shave payroll. But the White yeah. Sox are ready to make their move right now. It's uh, They got Nomar Mazar out of the Rangers. Yeah. There's some things that, that Machado does that I think would change things in a heartbeat as far as the way people look at him. But he's made it clear. This is who he is. I mean, he did not change with the Dodgers. He didn't change with the White Sox. And, he, you know, look, he wears a Padre uniform. So I know people mm-hmm. are fans of it. When they, before they signed him and when they signed him, I said this was a good deal because we're looking at a future Hall of Famer. And it, a market that's going up for players at that yes, level. Yes, market is going up, absolutely. But some of the things he does drive me fucking nuts. It, they just drive me crazy. As a baseball fan, I just want to see more. And it makes me – I love everything that Tatis does. I can take Tatis getting injured if it happens on a hustle play. Yeah. I can't stand the fact that Machado won't run hard four times again. It drives As a baseball fan, it drives me nuts because all of us dreamed of one day being a guy like him. I wonder what happens this year. To me, I find 2020 from Machado really, really big – as far as steel or scrub because you have gone out and added a bunch of people to this coaching staff. A lot of coaches. That have a relationship with him, that are connected with him. And you have done different things to try to get that there and see where it's at. From everybody that I've talked to within the organization – uh, people within the organization, media people that you've talked to, certain media people, um, really loved him. Like, really, really enjoyed the experience. The numbers weren't quite what we thought they'd be. He ended up being the fourth best third baseman in the division. Yeah. Pretty bad. But I wonder, this is what I would like to know, and I don't know if we'd ever get the answer. I don't think Will Myers is tuned in enough to know that he's missing a great opportunity to be an impact guy in baseball, period. Do you, you don't think – you might be right. I mean, he's just a fucking idiot. Because here's the deal. When you aren't starting anymore yeah. and you're making $20 million, yeah. dude, wake the fuck up. You're a disappointment. Dude, right. I don't know. I, I don't know Will Myers. I mean, I just – he doesn't strike me as a guy that is – he just doesn't strike me as just that seems guy. seems clueless. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't go. I just don't think he has. This organization has been over backwards for Will Myers. They put yes. him everywhere they think he could possibly succeed. Right. And I look, man. If I'm making that kind of money, and I know because you pay attention, and I guarantee you you're hearing it from people because all of us have those friends that love to point shit like this out. When you are that player. And nobody wants you because your contract is such an albatross. Yeah. God, that would bug the shit out of me. Dude, okay, let's go to everyday life. Let's say you went into work every day uh-huh. and you knew people in your office were saying, Jeff doesn't pull his weight. Yeah. It would, you would, there's a pride make factor. Crazy. It right. would make you fucking nuts to know I'm not respected by anybody in this building. Yeah. And I remember conversations that you and I had with Tony Gwynn. And we're not the only ones who had him, but he was very candid in talking about how frustrating it was when he got criticized for his defense. Yeah. And he took that personally to the point that he would go out with buckets of balls 
way early in the afternoon and throw him off the wall in right field to try to learn how to play the different angles, which resulted in him winning a handful of gold gloves. I don't know that Will Myers has that same individual. He does not. You don't even say I don't know. You know he doesn't. Yeah, and that to me is crazy. I do believe Machado has more than Myers. I don't know that Machado had what Tony had. And I look at it and you go, dude, you both of you guys, maybe Machado more than Myers, you definitely have the skill set to be a difference maker for this team yep. and in the game of baseball. Yes. But physical talents are there. Your your mental mindset, where is it? I don't know the answer. I'd just be curious to know. Like, don't you want to be talked about the way Mike Trout's talked about? That's what I would want. I mean, that's what frustrates me about a guy like that. Again, most of us who are, who love baseball had a dream of being a pro baseball player. Yeah. And we all say, what would it be like? And when you see a guy who doesn't appreciate it, it, it bothers you. When I look at a guy like, like Hosmer, for instance, uh-huh. I just look at a guy that can't do what he used to do. Yeah. There's not even a, a frustration level. I honestly believe you, Hosmer gives 100% every single day. I would buy into that. Yeah. A, yep. a, a guy like Kinsler, he can't do it anymore. Right. He just can't do it. He's old. He can't do it. We all see it. Baseball yeah. does this to everybody. But then when I look at a guy like Machado who's in his prime, I expect a little more, but especially a guy like Myers. I gave up on Myers years ago. When I went and bought tickets to the game and I watched Myers walk from the dugout to left field and then walk yeah. on and off the field, like, hey, I'd rather be doing a million other things right now. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. And this is a team <laughs> and a franchise that's loaded with great young players. You are not going to be a good influence for the guys coming up because they're going to look at you and go, is that how you make $20 million a year? Yeah, that's how you do it because that's not the way I was taught. But if that's how you do it, then that's the habits I'm going to start developing too. His entire time here has been a huge disaster, yes. starting with the fact that Trey Turner was in the deal to get him. The extension should have never happened. If the extension doesn't happen and Will Myers leaves as a free agent, then you go, well, fuck, every team yeah. in baseball has a yeah. bad deal. Everyone misses. Yeah, Rick Hahn. God, there was a great goddamn thing on Twitter today. I don't know if you saw. Guy wrote on Twitter that he was at the hotel lobby in San Diego and the guy asked him, what do you do? And he goes, I'm a podcaster and blogger for the White Sox. And the bartender, the breakfast guy's like, damn, that job's going to suck. And then the guy goes, to make it even worse, the number that he gives to put on my table is a Padre jersey, 23 Tatis. <laughs> and the guy's like, what a jerk. Um, yeah, man. Teams whiff in trades. They all the time. Yeah, draft picks. You whiff. So if Myers had just walked as a free agent this year, and he's trying to sign, or fuck, if poor Adam Jones has to go to Japan, yeah. goddamn Will Myers is heading there somewhere, then you look at it and you go, all right, we move on. But this team panicked and thought he was Juan Soto. Crazy. And, and not only that, but then back-ended the deal. Yeah. When they should have at least front-ended it. So if he sucked, then you're out from under it. But then for the next two years, he was shit. And you knew it was coming. Yeah. You knew you were going to get hit in the face with that deal. And you get hit with it. Terrible. That, honestly, people talk about Randy Myers and the trade for Randy Myers in 98. Kevin thought he was making a move to block the Braves. He thought the Braves were going to do it remembered Myers and thought he can come here and be effective, and Myers was shit. He was shit. I love that move when it happened, though. So did I. Because I thought that he was shortening the game. You just took care of the eighth and ninth inning. You right. just shortened the game. 
And and Myers goes along with what you said, I believe, about Hosmer or Kinsler. He just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. He was not the nasty boy anymore. Um, but goddamn, that deal was over. You didn't have to. No. Right? It's weird. I have no idea why they gave him an extension. And because they thought he was something special. You know what sucks? They keep giving him more and more opportunities. You know when they, they break. They coddle him. They sure do. When they break spring training, Myers is going to have a starting spot. Because they're going to say, how are we ever going to fucking get rid of this guy? Yeah. Thinking this might be the year again, well, unless he puts up numbers. He's going to be more than likely. A, the right a, fielder? He's probably a right fielder. I mean, until they realize, fuck, we just can't do this anymore. Because that's what they do every year. They just go, fuck, he yeah. just can't do it. But you got to give him a shot starting the season. I wonder, Dave, I, and I heard this suggested the other day for him. I would give credit if I could remember who said it. Um, but... Dang, I really do wish because I hadn't thought about this, but it was it was a pretty good point. You already mentioned Hosmer. You may end up in a situation where you're trying to get Naylor out right field. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're talking about Sterling Marte, which would be insane. I dude, that trade they talked about today, the proposed trade that was moving around, and it was only a social media blog trade. Yeah. But the the thought was if you meet move Morihone. Hedges and Margot, I make that deal in a fucking minute. In a minute, if I'm San Diego. And if you're Pittsburgh, I mean, they're they're in the market for a young catcher. Yep. So you get Hedges. You get Morihone right there. I would think that you probably want Trammell more than you want Margot. And if you do, then I still make that fucking deal. And you get Marte here for two years controlled to play center. But then you're going Fam, uh, Grissom in right, and and Marte in center, and shit, Machado Tatis, I like that. You're still trying to make a deal for a catcher. Um, all of a sudden things are changing. But Dave, it may have to be a Myers Hosmer platoon at first, which if which I'm is Ho- insane. It's forty million dollar first baseman. <laughs> yeah, and if I'm Hosmer, I'm like, really? I'm so horseshit. I got to split time with this guy. Yeah, that'd be enough of a kick. Both of you guys are horse shit. Go talk to Ron. Yeah, go talk to Ian. Got a $40 million first baseman. Yeah. That's insane. Highest paid guy in baseball. Shit. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. I tell you what, here's a guy I wish they would have got. I'll I'll bring it up again because he, I think, would have come here. I think he wanted to be here. Southern California guy. Moustakas. I still say fuck, man. I would have taken Profar sucks, dude. He's terrible. You suck. Profar you take that Profar back. Preller's in love with fucking all, any former Ranger. Yeah. Profar all sucks. He's had a disappointing career. The fact that he has the yips at second, they say you just don't know what you're gonna get. At times he'll look like a gold glover and then he'll go two weeks and can't throw the fucking ball to first base. Hey, don't worry. You better worry. Chase Chase is gonna get him squared away. All don't right. worry about your own fucking team, okay? L- let me ask you about Jace. Yeah. We already had the conversation the other day that he looked like Bagel Boss. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. I take that back. Here's the deal. He looks like the nicest guy in the world. Doesn't he? Every time I hear him talk, he just looks like a really nice I guy. I know, but this fucking town is already ready to... Oh, man. Give him a chance, the whole thing. Dude, there were 97 fucking guys qualified for that job. You're right. Now is the window. Yeah. As the great, late, great Apollo Creed said... Which nobody fucking sent the message to AJ. There is no tomorrow. <laughs> that is it. Put it on the wall. There yeah. is no tomorrow. 
But yeah, but this fucking team thinks we got 20 months of tomorrow. See, if I said it, people would be all mad. I'm glad you said it. But you're right. You can, remember they were, people here at first thought they were getting Joe Madden. Okay. Yeah, remember, hey, know. Joe Madden. Everybody wanted Joe Madden until the Angels' job became open. Yeah, I understand and then that. Knew. And then Ron Washington, and we were all saying Ron would be okay. Ron yeah. took took a team to the World Series twice. People seem to respect Ron. He's a baseball guy. How different would life be if Joe Girardi was the podcast? Joe Girardi manager? was a guy we were pushing for a couple years on this show. Yeah. Going to the Phillies. Okay, so you bring in another unproven guy, and this is what Preller has done now three times. Mm-hmm. Three fucking times. Right. You're you know? 100 games under 500 yeah. for a reason, Albert. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? So- Hell, you could say four if you count the one day he gave Dave Roberts the job. Yeah. But again, he goes with all these unproven guys. Now, does he do this because he honestly thinks they're that good, or does he do it because it's a I can boss you around deal? No, I don't think it's that, Dave. I, I do think he thinks he has the right guy. It doesn't sound like he's the right guy in that fucking clubhouse. It sounds like everyone says Skip is more qualified. Skip Schumacher. Uh, well, we'll have to see. He has. They have, what, nine coaches or something? Which I thought 11. was... eleven. Was, no, I don't know. I think it's nine, which I thought yeah. was crazy. Then I looked up the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers have 11. The Dodgers wow. have two more than the pods. So you're going, well, fuck, that's a lot of guys. Here's my question. You yeah. play for the pods. All uh-huh. right? <clears throat> you walk in, and there's a coaches meeting going on, and you say, hey, Skip, who answers? Yeah. Uh, you know, Sh- Schumacher's, yeah. yeah. And Jace is like, yeah? Yeah, it's like coach. <laughs> when people used to call, I, this was the best. Uh, when when Quintera would do shows with Steve Fisher, people would call and say, hey, coach, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Well, thank you very much. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, John. And Coach Fisher, it's, it's a real pleasure to talk to you. I wasn't talking to you, Tori. <laughs> you asshole. Dude, I remember that. Remember that shit? All, every week. Um, every time. Every time. Coach, it's great to have you here in San Diego. Well, thank you. I grew up here. Not you. You fucking baby Huey. <laughs> but how can you hate that guy? It was so awesome. That was so great. Like any- it would throw the callers off because they were like, right. I don't want to be a dick. No, because but- Katera's the nicest yeah. guy in San Diego. Not you. <laughs> You yeah, what do you think Fisher's thinking? What is this guy? Well, a lot, of, a lot of fans for you, Coach. Yeah, I don't seem to hear that when I listen to the rest of your shitty show. <laughs> yeah, I don't seem to hear that when you got Bruce Marshall on, you dick. Uh, God damn, it was so funny. Oh, that is hilarious, dude. Uh, good news yes. for me. I've realized today, Dave, Yes. that... Um, we're going to the Raider game Sunday. Dude, that's really cool. Costa, me, and Josh Rosenberg. Yep. All three guys that were at one time part of a Charger pre- and post-game show, as you were too, but you punked out on the trip, so you don't get to be part of this. Uh, all three of us were members of the Charger pre- and post-game show, and just to remind you, none of us <laughs> gave a shit about your team. People we laughed and laughed and laughed when your team lost. This team is shit. Rivers can't throw the ball. They fucking fumble. They're all a bunch of hillbillies. Oh, hang on. We're going on. Oh, man. God, hey, we're here for you, San Diego. What did we call Monday? 
Uh, Overreaction oh, Monday. Oh, yeah, that was it. Overreaction Monday. Except for us, because we, goddamn, we're out front playing ping pong. We couldn't give less of a shit. You guys are like, goddamn, David, Jeff, come on. Tell me everything's going to be fine. What? Why do I give a shit? What the Raiders do? And Rosie was in on the Niners. Yes, Rosie was in on the Niners. When five minutes left in the game, I'd be on the sideline waiting to to go in the locker room. And Cost was doing sideline reporting. Yeah. And then Rivers would throw an interception on of the course. last drive. And Costa would turn and look at me. And he'd put his finger by his eye and oh, just roll it down his cheek. One lone tear. Yep. And we even high-fived a couple of times walking off the field. Yeah. And I'll tell you why in a second. But here's the other thing I want all of you to know. You go, well, okay, that happened once. No, it didn't. It happened at KFMB, okay, where I was firmly established. Dave was firmly established. Lewis Michael Costa firmly established all three of us as Raider fans. We even hosted the Power Hour. Of course we did. Then it happened like three different circles at, uh, at Extra. Yeah. And here's the other thing that happened. Oh, I got to be careful telling this story. I'm going to tell this story. Go ahead. I, don't, I don't care. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite things to do was to host Charger Remotes out at Viejas. The people at Viejas were incredibly nice to me. And, man, they would come. God, they, the food was incredible. We did it from the V Lounge. And it was people that tribal members... God, they were just, they couldn't have been greater to me. And I would split these appearances. We'd go out and play um, cornhole. Yeah. And Viejas, if you came out to the V Lounge, a lot of you might remember this. God damn, we were giving away iPods and headphones and all, like, it was great. Yeah. The food was incredible and I just always appreciate how nice they were to me. Uh, and our friend Brandy Perez yeah. uh, would be out there for promotions. I think Allie Wagner from KUSI was one of our interns. I think she came out yeah. and did a few of those. It was great. And I basically did every other week. And then all of a sudden I started doing every week. Because another host at Extra, and I'm not going to say who it is, is he still working today? Mm-hmm. Okay. Made a mistake of saying something, and I wasn't there, so that's why I don't want to get into the story. I just heard it secondhand. Saying something, apparently thinking it was lighthearted, enough to get escorted off the grounds. That's a bad look. When you're hosting a radio... Is this a guy that wanted to bring a truck down a Peco? I'm not going to answer that question. That's a yes. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question. All I know is that I got a call at halftime, and they're like, can you get out here? I was like, why? Blank got escorted off. What? <laughs> um, but it wasn't It wasn't about that individual. Did he host. upset the tribe? Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. No, you don't do that. No. And so here's the thing. Like, that was the only time that I can seriously tell you one of the most exciting things that I remember doing as for the Charger fans was being out there at Viejas the night that Sproles broke off the run to beat the Colts. Yeah. 
And I can tell you sincerely, because those guys treated me so great, for for those days, I was legit a Charger fan because they were just insane. Yeah, and they, they were. were my friends. They treated me. They traded Brandy or Allie or whoever was out from promotions. Fantastic. They treated the listeners amazing. And so, yeah, it wasn't, I can't lie to you and go, no, I bullshitted it that day. They were so awesome. Like for that time, yeah, I was, unless they were playing the Raiders. <laughs> um, but yeah, that would have been the one time for the Viejas yeah. tribe because they, God, they were just cool. They, they were, were just great. cool. But um, but the rest of the time at KFMB yeah. and two or three different loops through extra, fuck no. <laughs> I didn't give a shit about your team. Oh, man. So great to have Nick Hardwick on the show. What's up, Nick? Fucking Gophers kick your ass at Purdue. <laughs> you know what happened? I love Hardwick. It's yeah. my guy. I couldn't give less of a shit. Sorry. His team lost. Ah, too bad. Sucks to be you. That's it. Who else did we bring on that stupid show? Oh, my gosh. Who's uh, it? Michael Bennett? My, oh, my God. That's funny as shit. Yeah. Who was the guy? Who was the uh, the safety that we had? Clint Hart? Oh, Jesus. Great Clint dude. Hart, yeah. Remember Clint Hart? 42. Loved him. Yep. Couldn't give less of a shit when his team lost. <laughs> yeah. Back to KFMB, Fred McCrary. Yeah. Great dude. Didn't give less. Couldn't care less. Yeah. Uh, maybe the only guys... I would think during the entire 20-year run that we were associated with that team. I'll give you a couple of names and tell me if... if No, I loved a lot of the guys on the team. I right. just didn't ever feel bad if they won or lost. No, and a lot of that was because ownership... It was ownership, which all of a sudden you guys get so upset when Jeff says this shit. Well, guess what? You hate the same person we used to hate. Yeah. So fuck off. Fuck off. We were the first ones that knew what was happening. Yeah. Sorry that we're cool. Jesus. Sorry that we weren't hanging out at the mall <laughs> filling out applications at Spencer. Okay? We're doing road trips with the team to Philadelphia and Dallas because that's how we roll and you don't. Uh, let me give you a couple of names. Go ahead. And uh, I'll just tell you, these were guys that made me cheer for the for the team. Cheered for them enough where I cheered for the team. Uh, Junior Sam, 55. Of course. Rodney Harrison, 37. Yes. Mike Riley, head coach. Mike Riley, when he, Mike got fired, I was really bummed out. I remember yeah. he got fired on New Year's Eve. Yep. That night, I just went to bed at 9 o'clock. I felt that bad for him. Yeah. And I was out of a job in like four months. Yeah, you were I don't done. think Mike missed any sleep. No, he didn't care. Hey, Dave, what happened? Sucks. I'm, I'm already hired by the Saints. Yeah. Where are you going? <laughs> that, was it, dude, that was it. Um, uh, Eric Weddle. Eric Weddle. That's it. Those are my, my five guys. And I'm, I'm still a Rivers guy. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm still, he, uh, absolutely. Still, and you know what? They're, I still, obviously, I'm Nick there. Nick was always funny. Nick was always cool. Nick, Nick was good, but we didn't really become, I don't think we became really good friends with Nick till about 2007, right? Uh, he was great that day. And then, um, but yeah. for, for for me now, I tell you who's a great guy. Is Melvin Ingram's cool as shit. Yeah. Ingram is, is cool as hell. I like um, him. I, Ingr never Ingram's, I don't feel like I dealt with him enough. Derwin James, cool as shit. And to me, who will win a defensive player of the year in the NFL one day. Guys, just incredible. Um, Bosa doesn't give a shit. Like, Bosa looks miserable. I think he's miserable because yeah. the locker room is smaller than this garage that we're in right now. He just yeah. wants the fuck out of there and can't stand the fact that people come running in there. But um, there are a lot of guys on that team. Casey Hayward's a good dude, even though he's not that good anymore. 
There's some guys you like. I tell you, the guy who's never figured it out, which we talk about Will Myers, Keenan mm-hmm. Allen's never figured it out. No, never did. Has never figured it out. No. From the day that he wore a Raider hat on the day he was drafted, he never figured it out. Uh, my feeling on Keenan is never a bad guy. But, yeah, you go, man, you could really have been a star. You could have been a star in San Diego. Yeah. And you probably could, I don't know, Dave, you probably could be a guy that would really, uh, you'd be one of the faces of that organization. Yeah, good dude, but just doesn't really quite get it. Yeah, I agree with you. you. Know doesn't know how to play the game. Here's the other one that was uh, that was interesting was none of the running backs ever figured it out, meaning the right. star guys. Ladanian was never a good dude. He does. Ladanian was was Ladanian. One time, Ladanian was Michael Jordan in the NFL, and he was a huge star. Yeah, but Ladanian couldn't be bothered. Ryan Matthews sucked. wasn't a nice guy and, and wasn't good. Um, but there's so many guys that you're like, dude, I'm not rooting for that guy. But there, you just mentioned five guys. You Melvin. and I have our top five list that we really like a lot. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say Darren that- Sproles was a good dude, but the problem with Darren was unfortunately it's such a horrible stuttering problem you couldn't ever interview Darren. Um. I didn't have an issue with LT in the sense that I never felt LT was a bad guy. But I'm sorry. If Junior's accessible, then you can be accessible. Exactly right. And and that was it. It's just this idea that you can't be accessible. But I, I didn't find him on the times that he hung out. I didn't find him to be a bad guy. No, because the microphone was on. Yeah, but, but I thought he was all right afterwards. No, dude. And we read that shit perfectly. <laughs> that fucking guy got a Jets tattoo the second he left. He's a guy who fucking sold his house the second he's gone out of San Diego, Mr. L.A., Chargers up there. And then you go, LT was what we thought he was. We read LT correctly. Mm, I, I don't have bad memories of him. And I by the way, is LT still an employee of the Chargers? All of a sudden, he's starting to rip the hell out of the Chargers, too. Is he on the NFL Network? I never it's see a, him anymore. Yeah, he's on, he's on the NFL Network. Is he? Um, Matthews, to me... I think Matthews is coaching high school football here in town at like at El Cap or something. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Matthews to me, uh, I know Ollie Wilson. Like I, I just think it was kind of a, a tough fit here for him. Hard for me not to like that kid considering everything he went through with his mom. Like there are just some guys that don't have the ability to be on the radio, right? Yeah. Costa is the guy that comes to mind yeah, immediately all the time. struggles. Every time. And Ryan Matthews was one of those guys. He just, he was a little uncomfortable. Remember, Dave, he's coming in trying to replace Tomlinson. He couldn't do the He couldn't hold on to the fucking football. He fumbled all the time. Remember? And you just, dude, I I just remember that guy. But no, I I don't, I, I remember those guys. Gordon, our dealings with were limited. But I, I don't know, man. I remember it different than you do. I, I thought those guys could have been more accessible. But I know Matthews probably felt like he never lived up to the expectation of trying to fill LT's shoes. And while LT wasn't the most accessible guy, I, I don't have any bad memories of him. I really don't. You might. you And it's not. It, so, I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah. I'm, no, I just. But there are certain guys that just stand out when you go. That guy's just a fucking prick. No, no. Here's my deal. I was I spoiled from in, being in this town with Tony Gwynn, with yeah. Junior Seau, Trevor, and then Trevor, Rodney. Exactly. And then LT was just different. Yeah. He wasn't different. the guy. He didn't. And they coddled him. Look, the PR they sure staff. Did. The PR staff didn't do this team any favors. Yeah. How do you feel now, Scott Yaffe? Yeah. How do you feel, paddleboard? Yeah. 
Uh, oh my great. god! I'd love to get that asshole in here. We, he would come in. I can't we, say we should get Yaffe on. We should get. Him. I know Bill Johnson will never do it, but we could Bill get Yaffe on. But Scott Yaffe was part of the Chargers communications staff. I gotta get that asshole in here just to tell one story. When we were training camp, like one of yeah. my first years producing for Hank and Kevin, <laughs> and. Uh, we're like promoting we're gonna have John Carney on, right? This fucker Yaffe bait and switches me. And I go he goes, Hey, I couldn't get Carney. <clears throat> Remember, I had to try to explain this shit to Hank. And I go, Well, all right, who'd you get? Jeff, I got a great story in training camp. He's a kicker out of UNLV, Wayne Boyd. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm putting Wayne Boyd on the show and like wait whatever this guy's name was, sitting right next to him. Fuck off, <laughs> And uh, that poor son of a bitch, dude. Those guys had such a miserable job trying to trying to put lipstick on that pig. But we have fucking laughed about that story for twenty years. I, I, dude, he may come in here and tell stories. Like, look, we don't need him to come in here and say, "Well, I'm not comfortable." They pack yeah, up and leave. Exactly. But that crazy maniac may just come in. I here think he would. I think he's oh, a little bit of a chip. Man, a guy who worked directly for the Spanish. And did not family. go to LA with him. And, did uh, not go and up it there. ended. Boy, that was that was uh uh, uh Ben Affleck, Jen uh whatever her name Jen is. Lopez. No, Jen Lopez. no J Jennifer Lope. Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. Bad divorce. Bad divorce. Between Yaffe and the Chargers. Ooh, that might be a good one. For 2020, we'll work on that. I love that kid. He'd be great. He would be great. All right, before we get to uh, America's favorite game, I want to mention the guys who are with Taylor May Pools, and that means it's Alan Taylor, the first name on there. Of course, Christmas is around the corner. I'm telling you, this would be the coolest Christmas gift of all time. Yep. When you tell the family, guess what? We're getting a swimming pool. Swimming pool from Taylor May Pools, of course, it's going to be great. It's going to be exactly what you want. You can't even imagine how great it's going to be until you see the 3D technology that Alan Taylor is going to show you. 20 years in San Diego, TaylorMade Pools has been perfect. They're the ones that you need to talk to for new construction on commercial or residential, full remodels on commercial and residential, new equipment and repairs. They do it all. Take your backyard and make it a staycation. Get a pool for Christmas. TaylorMade Pools, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Well, I've got it confirmed. And listen. I think a lot of you just think because of my natural charisma that I'm able to close these deals with no negotiation. And in a lot of ways, you're right. But this one was a hard one. But I got it done. For the first 17 people that buy a tailor-made pool between now and March 1st, guess who's going to cut the ribbon on the grotto? You're fucking right. It's Vera. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Do I wear my shower cap? You wear it, baby. You wear it or you don't wear it. You're the one calling the shots around here, hot thing. Not me. Can you imagine that little piece of lioness? I wondering which way you're going. Coming out and her tiger stripe one piece and her flippers and her snorkel. She's not bringing that flipper and snorkel. She's bringing a whole lot of sassy. <laughs> I got that deal done. And you know what? By the way, a goddamn thank you wouldn't hurt anybody or a please. Uh, you can go to our <laughs> website, 
www.daveandjeffshow.com. And you can just click on the sponsor page and look for yourself. And I tell you what, I don't hesitate to tell you. It's going to take your goddamn breath away. <laughs> okay? Shit. There are times when I let my words do the talking, but I tell you what, some of you hesitating to get a tailor-made pool, I may have to drive over there and let my fist do the talking. <laughs> Even in this holiday season. Uh, nothing better. Dave's right for the first time in a long time, so listen to him. Perfect Christmas present would be a pool. Don't get one with that asshole Dodger logo because <laughs> nobody wants Max Muncy to come over and cut the ribbon. You just want Miss Hot Thing herself, Miss Emerson, 19 years in a row, Vera from Vista. Well, the only way it happens is if you get a tailor-made pool, asshole. <laughs> Guess what? You need a brand new house to go with that pool. Brian Curry is your guy. Now's the time to figure out what's going on in the new year. Brian Curry can answer all your real estate questions. Make sure you get my number, David, over. <laughs> you, you in the helicopter right now, Brian? I'm over the helicopter flying in, getting out of IB. We're going to roll into Rancho Santa Fe. Over it. More than 20 years in the business, Long Brian Curry is your guy. <laughs> no, San Diego County better than anyone else. Brian Curry. Don't forget his number, 619-251-1588. Over. 619-251-1588. Over. Uh, Brian Curry's the man. And anybody who has bought a house, is selling a house, man, oh, man, there are so many stories of the challenges that go with it. And you have to have the peace of mind. A, the guy's a former Navy uh, helicopter pilot. Plus, he shot from the back. God bless him for what he did for this country. But when you look at the absolute upper echelon of real estate agents in San Diego, as Dave said, it feels like anywhere you go, you walk in and just get a sandwich for lunch and somebody's giving you their real estate card. You're like, yeah. hey, buddy, just don't chintz me on the, uh, don't go cheap there on the avocado and everything else will be fine. I don't need to buy a house because guess what? I'm friends with Brian Curry. Uh, you need somebody that has the experience and the proven track record of wins on their record to get this done because you're going to be there. How long? Five years, 10 years, 25, 30? It's a huge commitment, and you want to go into it where you have the peace of mind knowing that it's the best decision you made in your life. That's why Brian Curry is the first call you need to make. Absolutely. Don't forget about our good friend Dan Williams as well. Dan's one of the best guys you're going to meet. More as importantly, he's going to help you out. Dan and I had lunch today. I heard. Great guy. Dan, as we knew, was a great guy. The guy's uh, an Iron Man. The guy sits there and does so many things for the community, for the military. He has a big special coming up. He yep. actually said for me, hold on till till next week. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. But, man, I don't know if we know anyone that does more stuff for free just to help people out. Dan Williams will have a huge announcement for you next week. But Dan's the guy that can help you financially. And right now, so many people need to know how to get out of debt. Make sure you give Dan a call, especially heading into the new year. Let's get off to a good start. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Such an important number to know because so many of us are lucky enough to be parents. Dan's a parent, Dave's a parent, I'm a parent, and so many of you are. And one of the coolest things about this time of year we started the show by saying it is doing christmas shopping and doing things that you want to do for your kids so that they remember christmas they don't want to be miserable and if you can do something for your kids here's the other thing that's really really nice is being something uh, being able to do something for a friend for a neighbor for a local charity and if you are not having the financial security 
where you can look out for your own number one and then look out for others number two, man, that can keep you up at night. That's why what Dan's plan can do at 858-688-6813 is incredible because it's tough enough to keep your head above water in San Diego just being an everyday scrub. But when you put that mortgage payment in that we talked about with Brian Curry when you found the perfect house, and then all of a sudden, goddamn, Dave, I got a crack in my windshield. Now I got a crack in my windshield. With everything going on, I got to get that shit fixed. You need to know that you have the... Did it happen around Encinitas? Was Uh, it some guy pissed off in a bathrobe threw a rock at you? No, it probably happened in City Heights or IB. Goddamn crime capital of San Diego. But that's all right. I'll fix it because I have followed Dan's plan that you can follow as well. Borrow Smart, Repay Smart is an unbelievable tool and it's absolutely yours for free. SanDiegoLending.us slash Dave Jeff. And if you do it and you're in the military, you may not even be aware of all the programs that are there for you. Dan's going to help you. How to Buy a Home with No Money Down. Both of those books there for you for free. But I'm all kidding aside, when you have a little bit of financial security, so even though it sucks, but when I have to get my windshield replaced, uh, Dan's plan really has allowed me I think still at about 790. I'm incredibly proud of that credit score. And a lot of that has been the the tools that I've learned. Know what you don't know. Have somebody great on your side. Dave said he does so many things for this, uh, for the military, for the homeowners, and a great thing that we're going to announce next week that I think all of you are going to be incredibly excited about. Absolutely. And finally, Kyle Fluger, of course, the perfect website is just around the corner. If you need help with that website, if you're thinking about starting a business, you need to call Kyle. It should be one of the first calls you make. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. We're at the uh, baseball winter meetings the other night. And who walks by but Drew Goodman? Yeah baseball announcer for the Colorado Rockies. Oh, sorry, Drew Goodman. I guess our thank you for introducing you to Kyle Pfluger. Though your podcast can look amazing. I guess that thank you is going to come in five years when the winter meetings come back. No problem. Just keep walking with your little backpack on your shoulders. I'm sure you got a lot to do. Hey, keep walking. Maybe Larry Walker's over there. But you know who will say thank you? You. When you take a look at our website for either jakesprojects.org DaveAndJeffShow.com. Realize the work that Kyle Fluger did, making this dumb show look presentable. Uh, it's amazing, and he has helped so many of you already. But for those of you that have not made the call, or maybe you're getting ready to launch that website, call him. Tell him Jeff sent you. You can mention Dave as well, but you're better off saying Jeff. <laughs> 25% right now of money raised at this time, kicking back to Jake's projects. That's who Kyle is. That's who Dan is. That's what Brian Curry does. That's what Al Taylor does. These guys are all, the the motto of this show from day one has been friends or family. It could not mean more to me that every one of those guys are part of the family of this show. We're incredibly loyal to them because of what they do to give back to you guys, to give back to charity, and we're incredibly thankful for all of them. Absolutely. All right. Let's go. I have five guys this time. Usually it's four. I have five. I may have to do a couple of lines of Steve Woods Coke. Whoa. <laughs> you think I there's any that? left? Fuck no. When do you think that guy blew it out? Driving around listening to Dokken in his fringe t-shirt. Smoking a heater. Doing bumps. <laughs> Fucking kid. All right. Here's the game. How old are they and how much are they worth? All December right. 12th edition. All right. I like this. 
Here we go. Dion Warwick. Dion Warwick. Who I think is overrated as fuck. But you'd probably take her down. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, you would. No, I would not. Uh, when she was host of Solid Gold, I no. think you liked oh, that show. I would not. Remember, Dion- remember it came out she was Whitney Houston's aunt? Well, yeah. And you're like, dude, you weren't even as talented. No, but you're like, you weren't even as talented as your niece. Not even close. If she says, Dave, I've got tickets for you, you can go to 14, 14 straight solid golds. You don't have to go. You don't even have to bring me a flower. And when the show's over, (laughs) we're going to go back into my, stop messing around with little girls like Nicole Egger. Come deal with a woman like Dionne Warwick. She says, hey, come on back. And you know what? You play your cards right. Maybe I'll bring uh, Gloria Gaynor back here, too. <laughs> You're out of your goddamn mind. There's not a man alive that wouldn't take that deal in a second. Oh, my gosh. Dionne Warwick tonight is 70. I'm going to say she's 78 years old. Damn, you're really good at this. 79. 79. Yeah, yesterday she was 78. You oh, had shit. Damn we should tape this yesterday. How much, uh, how much is she worth? $18 million? $10 million. Ten. Ten. Wow. All right, here's an interesting one. I know you didn't watch the show, but, uh, of course, she was a star of Blossom, and she was on Big Bang Theory. It's uh, Mayim Bialik. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, sure. Okay. She's, you know what? I... She was born in San Diego. Is that right? That's what it says. She was pretty goddamn funny, and the few times that I saw my kids and their mom love that Big Bang Theory. She was pretty funny on that show. Would you take her down? Uh... Have you ever heard her on Stern where no. she doesn't shave? No. What? Armpit hair, leg hair. I, I don't even I, want to know what's going on at the uh, winter bush. Oh, boy. It's probably crazy. Shit. Looks like Don King down there. Don King. God damn. <laughs> it looks like a 1974 album cover for the OJs. <laughs> I would take Dion Warwick over her. Yeah. You like. <laughs> <laughs> you got something here that's worse than what you just said? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Probably. I, I I just got to laugh at that. Picturing in my mind all the old uh, headshots yeah. of like the OJs from the 70s. That's a lot of air. That's a lot of air. Those guys are stars. I love those dudes. Okay. She is going to be. She's going to be 42. 44. 44. Goddamn. Uh, I think she made a little money recently. I think she she did pretty good on Big Bang Theory. I'm going to say she clocks in at 19 million. Final answer. More than that. $25 million. Goddamn. Now you're not taking her down? No, I'm not. Mm, She might sing. uh, No way. All right. All right. Tracy Austin, former tennis player. Tracy Austin. Interesting. Tracy Austin tonight is going to be, I think Tracy Austin's going to be 57. Exactly right. Hey! That's really fucking good. How much is she worth? She's going to be worth, um, things have kind of slowed up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, they sure have since, what, 1978? Yes. Right, but I still think she's worth $10 million. Close, $8 million. Wow. You did really good on that one. All right, Thank the you. last two are guys that you actually followed. All right. John Randall. John Randall from the Vikes. Boy, I think this is one that you look at and you go, wow, already he's right there. I think John Randall's 51. 52. 52, okay. How much is he worth? 
boy, he played at an era. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame player. They didn't player. pay a lot back then. Didn't play a lot. I don't feel like I've seen him doing a whole lot of media or anything like that. Uh, I'm going to say it's worth $7 million. $5 million. Mm. Okay, the last one, though, Doug, former Padre second baseman, Orlando Hudson. Orlando Hudson. God, another guy where you're going to go, wow, I can't believe he's already yeah. 44. 42. 42. How much is he worth? Oh, dog, I think it's going to be worth more than we expect. I'm going to say he's worth $15 million. $5 million. That's it? That's it for though, dog. Well, goddamn, I think all of us <laughs> need to get off his back. <laughs> uh, oh, dog, yeah, that was kind of rough. Yeah, um, you did pretty good. All right, I was trying to think. We will not be here Sunday night because I will be at the Raider game. Yep. And maybe the Warriors game. My son's a Warriors fan. And I said to him that, I go, hey, I got great news. He goes, oh, yeah, let me hear it. I go, well, I just realized that after the Raider game, I could probably take the BART because I don't fly home till like 10 o'clock Sunday night. I go, God dang, Jack, I think I'm going to be able to go see the Warriors too. He goes, what? I go, yeah, they play at 530. So I think I'm going to see the Raider game and then I'm excited. I'm going to go to Chase Center. That's awesome. And watch the Warriors play. He goes, I think I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> and I go, well, I don't like that this time of year. Dave, here's my question for you. Yeah. The Raider game should basically end, like I said. I'm four o'clock. Four o'clock. Yep. It's the final night at the Coliseum. But a, a tip-off for the Warriors game is 5.30. Okay. I've already talked to Rosie today. I know... Right, I lived in London for a year. I know how to ride yeah. the the subway or the metro, whatever it is. So I'm not worried about that. I can get right down to the Embarcadero, and I'm close to the Chase Center. The tickets tonight on StubHub are somewhere around forty bucks just to get in the building. Okay, they're playing the Sacramento Kings. Okay, so you're more of an NBA guy than I am. I could do one of two things. I could just go down to there. Kind of take a look outside the building like I've done in the past with Bank Arena. And you go, wow, this is kind of cool to just see it. Or I could take 40 bucks. 40 bucks. You got to go inside. Are you kidding me? But it's a it, brand new arena. Alan Horton's never even been in that arena. Is that right? He hasn't been there it's yet? It's the only one he's never been in. You got to check it out. It's the only time Warrior tickets will be that low. Warrior well, tickets are usually ridiculous when they're good again. And that's why I said... Um, do you go and just say, even though there's... Who the fuck's playing for the Warriors it's now? D'Angelo Russell. He might get traded Sunday. This is a great thing if you're an NBA fan. I don't know how many people are paying attention to this. Sunday could be a really cool day uh, because it's the first day that any free agent signed in the offseason can yeah. be traded. There's a lot of talk that Al Horton's Timberwolves might be making a play for D'Angelo Russell That'd as cool. early as Sunday. I'd no, love to see them trade Wiggins for Russell. Uh, I don't think they're going to move Wiggins. That's a shame. Well, I'll tell you why. Great. I will say this over and over again. Man, I would highly recommend if you're a sports fan in general, like you really miss it or you really like it. Sports Illustrated has gone away. The sporting news has gone away. If you enjoy kind of old school reporting where you get uh, – Breaking stories and notes columns for all the different sports, MMA, hockey, basketball, football, baseball. Man, the athletic is such a good investment. And it talked about the fact that Andrew Wiggins this offseason, really incredible article, went down to the Bahamas 
with the new GM, the guy who came from the, uh, I'm mind blanking on his name, but none of, none of you know his name. But they had a GM came from the Rockets, Daryl Morley's assistant, and Ryan Saunders. And they had a team bonding thing in uh, the Bahamas. And it talked about the fact that all three of these guys have young kids and that they have bonded as fathers, which has allowed their personal relationship and their professional relationship. And it's resulted in probably, to this point, the best year of Wiggins' career. Oh, boy. Well, you go ahead and say, oh, He's boy, He's been again. a disappointment. The guy's never been an all-star. Well, he might be this year. And then guess what? You're going to be wearing that white claw can. I don't think. <laughs> You're going to wear it right over your head. I don't think he's going to be an all-star. Well, they're struggling. But it. Uh, I know you hold out on getting the athletic, but it was really an amazing article talking about that for the first time, he really has a comfort level that he came up and, and playing. He played a little bit for Flip, and then Flip got sick, and Tom Thibodeau and everything else that he just really couldn't find his way. And that as a young player that they're looking at him and go, look, man, you got to be this guy. We got to stop with this bullshit, more of this. And he's responded to it. He said when he came here as a young guy, uh, you don't really talk to the head coach because the head coach freezes everybody out. He said the one guy was drawn to was Ryan Saunders. And they've been friends since the day he got there. And yeah, really pretty wild because he's, he's a little bit like Will Myers. That's what I was thinking exactly as you were talking. I'm going, he's Will Myers. You know, does he care? Does he want to be a star? You and- should be insulted that LeBron James had you traded. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should be on day one. LeBron's like, I'm not playing with him. We're at, let's go get Kevin Love. Yeah. I want a veteran. And you know, it's funny. Wiggins, Alan Horton, I were talking about this the other day. Wiggins' best games in his NBA career have come when he's playing against LeBron. Now, really? he's, he's only beaten LeBron once. But at the same time, his numbers are best against LeBron's teams. Well, I uh, I enjoyed the article a lot. And it was funny that uh, Saunders just had a baby born, and he tells this story. What did he name the kid? Uh, I believe he named it uh, Hacksaw. Hacksaw <laughs> He Saunders. didn't name it Flip? Bernie. Um, I don't know what he named it. I, I'm not – Yeah. I don't think they put that in the article. You, well, I just figured naming after his dad. It's a weird you have the question. job because of your fucking dad. Uh, well, his dad's name was Phil. Okay. Is his name Phil? Uh, I don't know that. <laughs> so, Jesus. but he said, as soon as the baby's born, Andrew Wiggins tells him, dude, you have to get this thing. It's kind of like a combination stroller and car seat. And they tell this very funny story. And Ryan Saunders says, no matter where I go, people ask me, what the hell is that thing that you have? It's awesome. And he goes, I got to tell everybody, Andrew Wiggins got it for me. And so, uh, I don't know, man. I, I like stuff like that. But it was kind of more an endorsement for the athletic uh, than anything because, man, the writers are good. Notes columns all the time. All the fun stuff that we used to get from Herald Examiner, LA Times, or like I said, Sports Illustrated or Sporting News. His son's name is Lucas Philip Saunders. Not Allen. No. Or Horton? No. Wow. No. Has Horton done anything to make an impact there? No, no. Do you think if Ryan is at Mall of America and he's walking, right, (laughs) and coming towards him with a bag of uh, Wetzel's pretzels, eating those little cinnamon things, is Al Horton. If Al Horton just yells to him, hey, Ryan, on an off day, do you think... Ryan Saunders is like, that's Alan, our radio guy, who's like, how the fuck did that guy recognize me? 
What happened? Big Wolves fan. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. That fucking guy Horton. He better start remembering David, who gave him a start in this business. I'll tell you it was. The original big sexy John Butler. Ha <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If, if Al Horton saw me, Dave, at Grossmont Center, <laughs> and he was eating some of those little wetzel pretzel bites, the little cinnamon ones, guess what? Guess what he'd be doing a minute later? Just ask him. Guess what? He'd be pecking himself off the ground. He'd be wiping dust off his orange uh, tough skins. And he'd be looking around wondering what happened to that little bag of his. Because that little bag of his is big sexy's bag now. You go buy another bag, Alan. You cheap little shit. Oh, Dave, they're so good. And your thumb gets, your tum-tum, as my sons call it, gets all full of cinnamon. And you know, it's just that temptation, Dave. Do I look the cinnamon now, or do I eat it? <laughs> do, I eat one? do I eat one more of these little fuckers? I let that cinnamon get even heavier. It's a complete dilemma. But guess what? I just put my stubby little sausage fingers in there. And then, oh, Dave, you know what happens. You get that one that's stuck to the other one. Right, Eddie? Jesus. The idea of you licking. <laughs> licking your thumb is making my tum-tum hurt. I'm about to make your fucking eye hurt. <laughs> You know what Ed gets? What he... <laughs> Dude, I got to see that guy on Sunday. I'm going to laugh. God Think about it. his fucking eye. Let me tell you about this little fucker, Ed, and then we can leave. You know what Ed gets when he goes to Wetzel's? A, he buys a gift card. Who the fuck buys gift cards there? <laughs> And Ed's the kind of guy who gets plain pretzel bites with that melted cheese in that weird plastic. Who does that? It's not bad. It's got a little spice to it, a little kick. Ed, I'm going to give you one opportunity to walk the fuck out of here before I kick you right in your ass. And Dave, you better say hi to him and ask him, hey, Ed. Ed hey, Ed, just curious. When you're walking around the goddamn Irvine Mall here, because you're not doing anything else. What do you get at Wetzel's Pretzels? <laughs> I'm telling you, Dave, if he's honest, he's going to say, I get the plain plate. He doesn't even get any salt on it. <laughs> plain pretzel with m melted cheese. Ed was a kid who grew up eating cheese whiz out of the can, Dave. <laughs> what does that tell you about my little buddy here? All right. Well, Dave... Happy Hanukkah. Oh, yeah, Dave. Oh, I forgot to tell you that. Man, I got to ask you about that off the air. So, Dave, you have a... When's Hanukkah start, David? I have no fucking idea. What the hell kind of Jew are you? <laughs> Not a good one. All right. Well, happy holidays to all of you, especially Coach Quintera. Oh, my we God. We love you. We'll see him tomorrow <laughs> night. It's Coach Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay hanukkah's i just looked it up between okay, december between december 22nd december 30th I, I honestly i'm not being a smart ass is it moves that, around all the time 
Okay, it feels like that's later this year. It is. Well, yeah, it moves around all the fucking time. All right. Yeah. Well, we were a little early in our pleasant wishes. It's all right. But I'm lucky enough to have a lot of friends uh, that are Jewish, and I love them all because they've been incredibly nice to me, so I thought I was on time for it. So, sorry. (laughs) I mean to wish you Happy New Year on fucking uh, August 3rd. I just tried my best to chime in there. But, yeah, uh, we're going to miss you. Have fun. Uh, what, tell me about tomorrow night, then we'll go. <clears throat> All right. Tomorrow night, there's uh, supposed to be a celebrity soccer game at the sports arena. Craig Elson putting it on. It's mm-hmm. old media against new media. I had no idea fun. what that meant. I thought that was age is what I thought. So I was like, no. why aren't I part of the old media or, or experience you have? Did you understand what it is? I did immediately. It's you the did? older established media, meaning radio stations, TV stations, newspaper against the newer guys podcast guys bloggers the future well, yeah, that's video the guys. way that's the way they kind of looked at it. it's the the future is basically podcasting and and streaming and there are people on the old media i found out are extremely upset like they're there they took it as an insult there are people who will not be playing in the game tomorrow because they were uh, basically well, insulted then that's on whoever pitched it to them because really it's not anything insulting to them it's the older style of media yeah. versus the newer style of media. It's no, it's not any, yeah. I, I mean, you guys, there's, I think, Stevie Woods, 97.3, right? Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's radio. Right. Yeah. Um, but there's radio, TV against bloggers and anything else. I thought it was kind of cool the way they I, broke I, it up. I had no idea it was like that till like two days ago till someone told me I was supposed to play and then I said, fuck you, Craig. You did. And, and I was like, wow. I go, wow. okay. So it, so here's the deal. I'm part of the, the new media because I'm on this side now. I was yeah. wondering, like, how the hell am I not in the old media? I've been here for 26 years. Because um, we're edgy. But we're edgy. We're part of the, the new wave. And so our buddy Steve Woods is on the other team and his, his sidekick Paul's talking a lot of shit. Goddamn, that shit today was so funny. <laughs> I love Eddie said something the other day. Then uh, Eddie Papani's yeah. playing. Then Steve threatened to bench him. <laughs> Why did he talk shit to Steve? He said something. Yeah, it was funny. And Woods just writes back, benched. And then he's like, you do that, we lose. And then uh, whatever Paul did today, and then you did the the video of you coming off the top rope, laying him out. (laughs) Shit was really funny. Now, I don't know. Like I think for all the guys that are playing, because everybody knows. It's a 10-minute game. Yeah. Is what it is, but it's only five guys on the field at one time. It's so a it's, big fucking field, Dave. I'm telling you, running. that's a full hockey rink. Yeah, that you guys are playing on. That's not half court basketball. Nah. It's big. Yeah, no. So, so that's here's funny. the deal. I remember like two weeks ago, I was saying, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm not a soccer player. Fuck, I'm no. playing soccer since I was six. Not a soccer player. I haven't even touched a soccer ball. But I'm like, oh man, fuck, I better start moving. Yeah. I don't want to be huffing and puffing. Right. Even if I suck, I don't want to be the guy that can't breathe. And so uh, about a week ago, I was on the basketball court with uh, Josh, and I re- all I did was reach for a basketball, a mm-hmm. rebound. And all of a sudden, I thought I blew my Achilles, oh. which I told you was, was about ready to go. Yeah. And I looked back at it, and it was like, if your calf can still move, it means it didn't blow out, but it okay. fucking hurt like hell. I yeah. couldn't, couldn't move my ankle at all, and I'm like, I can't even walk him down the stairs. I was telling Woods privately, I said, dude, I don't know if I can fucking do anything. I need, like, literally, I need a cane, you know? And so I'm like, hey, I'm starting to feel better, but dude, I fucking try to jog 10 feet today. I can't fucking move. I was yeah. at the hospital today trying to, they're like, it hasn't blown out yet, but you probably don't want to play. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. All I know is 
if I get on the field and I do get a shot to to knock one of these guys around, take I, Woods out. I'm take ta- Woods I, out. Well, I'm gonna take a couple out. I got my Ooh. list. I'm not. I'll tell you on on Monday if I fucking Dude, was able to do it. But I don't want to say because they won't come near me if I say it on there right now. Woods will come right by. Go knee no, to won't. knee with him, oh, like uh, yeah. NHL. Leave I, that fucker laying. Okay, Paul won't come near me. I, I guarantee love Paul, it. But dude. I'm gonna knock Paul to the fucking what ground. What is his? What oh, the he's fuck? the first one chirping. Dude, he's the nicest guy. I'm not gonna knock any teeth out, but I will knock Paul to the ground. Paul, you're done. Shit. W- Woods, I love him so much. I doubt I'll knock him to the ground. Kick him right in his Achilles. Yeah, Eddie will probably have to go down. What the fuck did yeah, Eddie do? Nothing, but he's there. <laughs> Eddie will probably have to. But I'm I, I, in my mind. I'm gonna try and take three guys out. Like Those two, three and three. Whoever gets close enough to me, I will. I will try and take them down. What about guys on your own team? Oh, on my own team, I'm. I, fuck, I don't even know who's on my goddamn team. H. J. Brother, our boy. Oh, well, H. J. is different. You got to protect yeah, him. Of course, he's family. He's, he's talking bu- a lot of shit too. So God, I'll, I'll, he's we'll so fucking him. funny. I'll ask H. J. Who do you want me to take out? And I'll take out at least one of his guys. I'll give him a. To give me a hit list. Is who Brady do you want? Phelps playing? Fuck, dude, I haven't looked at the goddamn list. I got to look at the list. I think Brady's playing. I yeah. gotta check it out on my team. Fuck, I, we'll see if we could we can pull this thing off. But if I get out there, I will take it three guys out. I'll try and take three guys out in ten minutes. They'll take you right out. No, they won't. They'll just they just stretch you out. Nobody's there. taking me. out. You'll look like a guy in the background <laughs> of Mash. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just walk yeah. you right out of there. But I would like to uh, participate in it. And here's the deal with Craig. You work for the soccer. Yeah, I love it. it you know, whether it's the Seals, it's the Soccers, it's the Goals. Right. It, it's, it's obviously sports in San Diego. We have good friends that work for every organization. Yep. We want to see them do well. And uh, and for Craig, who we felt horrible for when he ended up not being basically the voice of the Goals any longer, went back to the Soccers. We want to see the Soccers stick around. Dude, they're great. And it's funny because... Uh, I was there old school when the building was packed and you yeah. had guys that played on the World Cup teams. My initial reaction, I mean, I'll own it. A couple of years ago when they came back, I was like, look, dude, I can't put five guys in Celtics jerseys and say this is who they are. Yeah. Or nine guys at a pickup game in a Yankee jersey and claim that's Brett Gardner. You can't do it. And I was critical of it. But I tell you what, man, they, they've had a bit of success. But... Having had my own sons out there, things they do in the community, like they they are really working hard, yeah, and and good on them, good on all of those guys, good on all of you guys. All the bullshit aside, I believe shit like what Craig has put together for tomorrow night. Let's say it brings ten new people in. Yeah, okay? I think Craig has higher hopes than that, and I get it. But I'm just gonna say you bring ten people in. They're going to have a lot of fun watching you guys fucking be a train wreck oh, yeah. at halftime. But then when you guys are done, it's such a fun sport. It's a sport that I love because it's the first thing I did in San Diego, and it opened so many doors for me. And it was such an amazing time in my life as a really, really young guy trying to figure it all out that all those guys that are playing, man, they're fun. And it's a cool sport. And it's high flying. And I took my sons out there last year. We just snuck in. I didn't call and ask for fucking tickets. Yeah. We just cruised in. And my sons, we had a blast because they're San Diego guys. So, Dave, I like what you said. Sometimes you get a reputation, especially. Of, no, I'm, I'm not okay. joking. I'm being anti-San Diego everything. Oh, yeah. But you're right. The Gulls, the Seals, the Soccers. The Pods, the Aztecs, man, those are our teams. Exactly. And they were, all of those guys were incredibly nice for our charity event a couple years ago. And uh, yeah, good on all you guys. 
I really would have enjoyed coming out to see it. I'm doing something tomorrow night. For any of you who know who Matt Coyle is, really great guy who's been a friend of this show, has a brand new book out called Lost Tomorrows. Highly recommended. Any of Matt's books, start with yesterday's Echo. Wrong Light is the book that came out a year ago that had a lot of talk radio in it. Lost Tomorrows is the new book that's out. You can find them at Warwick's, Mysterious Galaxy, Amazon, any of them. Uh, all great. Most of them take place in San Diego. The new book takes place in Santa Barbara. Uh, tomorrow night, Matt has a podcast called The Crime Corner. And he hosted every week, he interviews different authors. Well, tomorrow night, I'm hosting it. Cool. So 6 o'clock tomorrow night, that will be up. And I'll be talking to Matt about the new book, Lost Tomorrows. And then what's really awesome is our friend Jay Paris, Bubba Paris, every year hosts a holiday happy hour, and it's going on tomorrow night. So while I would like to come down and see you guys, it's a chance to get together with Johnny Quintera yeah. and my buddy Benny Gallo from the Nationals. Bernie. And, uh, Bernie and Bud Black and, and Jay. Fucking Saw shows up. Preller yeah. is there. Uh, legit, AJ yeah. was there last year. Uh, boat shows up, and it's just a chance to go see those guys. Yeah, so, I was supposed to go to that. I was uh, disappointed that it was at the same time. Yeah, so uh, I saw somebody today was like, oh, why aren't you going? I, Dude, I love all you guys that are yeah. playing. I To bring my sons down there and watch you maniacs kicking around, <laughs> I'd have laughed my ass off. And God bless you, H.J. Preller, for not, fuck no, I have no cartilage in my left <laughs> knee. Uh, thank God. And he today is like, who would have guessed it? Dave would have blown out his Achilles <laughs> before Jeff. Fuck, I'll tell you, H.J., not me. I'd have been like, my fucking Achilles is done right now. So uh, great for what you guys are doing. Have a lot of fun. I hope they get some footage out of it. But uh, Crime Corner tomorrow night at 6 with Matt Coyle. Raiders game on Sunday. We'll be That's back really here cool. on Monday night. We'll okay. tell you all about Can't the final wait. night at the Coliseum, Dave's night, and everything else. Until then... Look out for everybody, and uh, special thoughts to that family that's incredibly close to us. You know who you are. Our love and prayers uh, from everybody involved in this show are with those families tonight. Absolutely. Stop.